Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg, and with me always is Ringo. How's it going, Ringo? Hi, Ringo. <laughs> I didn't even say, say, how's it going? I got you this time. Oh, damn it. Next time, I'm going to be like, say, hail to the proletariat, Ringo. Hail to the proletariat, Ringo. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about 2018's The Princess Switch from Netflix. Before we get into that, though, we just did some fun math, and we realized we would both be terrible car salesmen, not because we couldn't sell cars, but because we would never know how much commission we were actually able to make. They would just hand us checks for like $20, and we'd be like, yes, we did it, guys. Be like, I'm going to get myself some Cheetos. So that being said, if there's any advertisers out there who absolutely want to take advantage of our bad math (laughs) skills, we are open to it. We're very poor, and we would appreciate you throwing us any bone. Thank you for those of you who are listening. We uh, we appreciate you. Hopefully, you enjoyed our content so far. Hey. Did you watch? Did you watch the trailer for this at all? I think I watched the first ten seconds of it, knowing exactly what I was getting into. I was just trying to make sure I knew which one of these it was because I've seen so many of these. I watched the trailer on Netflix, the, the little preview that they have for this movie. And before it was done, I was texting you, I'm going to fucking hate this movie. (laughs) And this is your fault, because we pick movies, and you were the one who picked this one, and you were like, oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to feel the burning ball of hatred reignite in my soul. I I knew that this one was going to make Greg really angry. (laughs) Just checks. So many of my my rage boxes, but I'll, let's do the little spiel here before we just go completely off the rails and I start ranting like this is some sort of Marky Mark action movie. <laughs> 2018's The Princess Switch from Netflix, rated TVPG. We looked up what that means. It is a very broad meaning and no information is given. I have no idea in this movie what gives it the TVPG rating, but I assume that it is kissing. That is what Ringo suggested. <laughs> I That's the only thing I can think. I guess there's some sabotage. Whatever, we'll get into that. Competing in a Christmas baking competition in Belgravia, a Chicago baker bumps into the prince's fiance, who looks just like her. They switch lives for two days. I didn't write that. That's what Netflix wrote to put on IMDb. You can hear him choking. He's trying not to vomit. <laughs> Starring Vanessa Hudgens as Stacy DeNoro slash Lady Margaret Delacourt, Sam Palladio as Edward, Nick Cigar as Kevin, Ale- uh, Alexa Adeson uh, as Olivia, S- uh, Sue Ann Braun as Miss Donatelli, and Mark Fleischman as Frank. Trigger warning, this movie has excessive Christmas spirit. <laughs> As a brief overview, Stacy is a pragmatic baker in Chicago where she runs her shop with longtime friend Kevin and his daughter Olivia. When she gets invited to Belgravia for a world-renowned Christmas baking competition, she reluctantly accepts. 
Once there, she runs into Lady Margaret Delacourt, who looks just like her. They decide to switch places so that Lady Margaret can be a commoner for a few days and Stacy can be a princess. But Lady Margaret falls in love with Kevin and Stacy falls in love with Edward and it'll take a Christmas miracle for this all to work out. Blah, 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 blah. This movie is cloying from the get-go. This is the super sugar, super like every sweetener in the book. This is sugar on top of honey, on top of saccharin, on top of just pure unrefined like, I don't know, like bottled baby laughter or whatever fucking people find enjoyable about kids. Packed into a movie. It is so artificial. It tastes it, it tastes like just eating like if you were to get the syrups that make up like a cola drink and just eat them one by one, they would taste more real than this movie feels. It's the fakest, most fraudulent thing I've ever seen. I hated this movie. And I really, really, really want to find a way to get back at you in some minor way. Like I want to cut a hole in your shoe and put like a rock in it so that it's always just you're always just stepping on a rock. Or have your wife just fucking elbow you in your sleep, like maybe like once or twice a night. She already does that. Yeah, yeah, but this time on purpose, like they'll be targeted elbowings. Like get the kidney over and over. You think she doesn't do it on purpose? I have sleep apnea. I snore, so she does it on purpose to go ahead and get me to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I don't think that's a recommended part of the CPAP treatment. No, and I'm pretty certain the the pillow treatment isn't part of it either, but I always wake up chewing on a pillow. (laughs) Because she shoved it over your face. Yeah, until I fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, I guess that works. Yeah. The doctors, they, they find that treatment a little interesting. They're like, that's not part of the CPAP treatment. I'm like, yeah, but my wife has another treatment for me and it works. <laughs> it's, alternative like it's alternative medicine. It's alternative medicine. Next thing you know, you'll be a Christian scientist. I prayed. <laughs> I prayed to get to sleep and my wife answered my prayers. <laughs> Her and this Ikea pillow just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie is white hot dog shit. I'll be fair. There is, there are a bunch of things that I don't like in movies. I, in my younger days, I was much more grouchy and irritated by things. And I've, I've mellowed out a lot. And I think if this movie was missing one of those elements, I wouldn't hate this movie with a passion. But this movie touches on a bunch of things that I can't fucking stand. I do not like rom-coms very much. We covered this in Falling in Love. It takes a pretty good rom-com for me to be like, yes, that was a great movie. But this ain't it. I don't really care for the precocious child stereotype, as I am not a children person in general, so any movie where one of the main characters is like, oh wow, wise for her years child, also sets another little rage furnace burning in me. I especially do not like Christmas movies. There are ten acceptable Christmas movies, and one of them has the Muppets in it, and two of them are about a kid beating up burglars. So I am not a Christmas movie person. I am not a Christmas person. And and to really narrow that down, I don't mind Christmas. I don't have I'm, – I'm not Scrooge. I'm not throwing coal at kids. I had good Christmases growing up. I was never, like, left out in a snowstorm to teach me to finish my pudding or whatever the fuck people think. But I think that Christmas gets this weird glow from so many people where every other holiday gets shit on. 
right? Oh, you like Halloween, you're just an edgy person, right? You're trying to you're trying to put on a personality. Oh, Valentine's Day is just a corporate construct. Christmas is all of them. They're every critique of every other holiday balled into one holiday. It is capitalistic as fuck. People who love Christmas uh, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes use that as like a pillar of their personality and I fucking hate it. And I hate movies that try to teach me about the Christmas magic and that's the third rage furnace that this movie sets off. I was so done with this movie 30 minutes in and it is an hour and 45 minutes i couldn't fucking stand it i also default don't like the idea of place swap movies i don't like this concept at all this is it's been done a couple times very well but it fucking sucks overall and who is stacy that she's (laughs) just saying like oh okay i'll be a princess i guess who reluctantly chooses to take on a life of royalty like it's so dumb there's no consequence for Lady Margaret. She's going to be a commoner now, except that she's still fucking rich. She's still a princess and heir to the throne. She didn't abdicate her fucking title. This movie is fucking dog shit. And the fact that so many people liked it is fucking disappointing. It is a disappointment on our society. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm going to change the mark. I promise you, I tried so hard to laugh. Oh no, it's not your fault. That's the fucking Christmas spirit. A little old man probably is tickling you, showing up, being like, I used to be a stocking salesman, but the Christmas magic took me here. You'd hear me screaming like a little 12 year old girl who was just officer. Puppy. If that old man shut up. Fuck that old man, I hated him. I hated that old man so much. I like. Uh, so. Again, I don't really like this whole Christmas spirit <laughs> bullshit, but you then personify it, right? So basically give me like a Santa character who shows up in Chicago, Belgravia, like without question inside royal functions. Like apparently Belgravia is a big enough place to have a worldwide cooking competition or baking competition that everybody loves, but doesn't have any goddamn security, you know, and they... <laughs> They mention it briefly when Vanessa Hudgens is playing Lady Margaret Delacourt. She's like, I could never sneak back into the palace tonight. There's too much security. I'll never be I'll never be able to go unnoticed with exactly that bad of an accent. But apparently this old man can just magic into fucking places and nobody asks any questions, which makes you think like, oh, he must be doing that thing where he's only visible to the people who really believe or the people who really need to see him, which is also just disgusting. So... This movie was never going to be for me. This was never going to be a movie I like. I don't recommend it. I'll just skip to the end. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I don't fucking recommend it. I don't think anybody should watch movies like this. I think the fact that this is available. I watched this at the end of May. I don't think it's being taken off of a fucking streaming service anytime soon. So this movie is quote unquote popular enough that fucking people are going to watch this in summer. Fuck that. You shouldn't be watching these movies. Don't do this so many... This movie came out the same month as, or the same year as Crazy Rich Asians, right? Crazy Rich Asians, whether or not you like rom-coms, is a better rom-com and is a more important movie to watch. Don't watch this shit. Go watch Crazy Rich Asians. This is awful. Ringo, what did you think? I'm tempted to let you go for the full. <laughs> I'll need more water. <laughs> so I want you to know. I talked to my wife about this, and I was like, you know, I'm contemplating going into this this podcast going, I love this movie, and completely doing the complete opposite of everything that I wrote down in my notes, and just being like, no, this was beautiful, and this is wonderful, but I, <laughs> I think I might go ahead and, like, 
jump out my window in front of a moving car and hope that it doesn't kill me so that I can suffer just a little bit more so I can... <clears throat> they, don't go, they don't go fast enough outside your house to take you out. Some of them do. Oh, okay. Well, I but, guess you yeah, have time it. Yeah. Uh, the problem is I was trying to find the right one. That being said, this movie was the worst decision I think I've ever made in my life. And I joined the military. Oh, man. The the only the only saving grace for me picking this movie was I got to watch it with my wife. And I enjoy watching movies like this with my wife. That being said, <laughs> my wife was getting mad at me because I kept pausing this. And finally, like, she and I talked about it afterwards. I was like, I only pause movies like this, like how I pause this one. While I'm writing down notes or needing to talk to somebody. Like, like a uh, therapist. Yeah, because I would turn, I turn to my wife. I'm like, ah! it's so, yeah. It, you know, I oh god, I know. I, and this is this is not something I, I want people to think that I feel like, but I, I think I know now what the Raiders of the Lost Ark felt like when they opened up the ark. <laughs> <laughs> only, only on a slower time scale than theirs. Yeah, at least theirs was over in like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I paused this. I don't remember when I paused this movie, man. And I looked at, the, I looked at the, the time on it, and I went, oh, my fuck. Yeah, so I did the same thing. My dog was whimpering at me. He needed to go out. And honestly, he didn't have to do much. He could have just looked at me, and I'm like, oh, go outside time? Okay, let's pause this, <laughs> because I desperately wanted to get away from this fucking shit. But when I paused it, I was like, at least it's almost, holy fuck, I'm halfway done. And again, this isn't a terribly long movie. It's just, it's so much. So, you know, a weird thing to me is when people go to a restaurant and they eat, order dessert and then they're like, oh, I can't eat the whole thing. It's so rich. I don't have that reflex, right? I'm a big fat ass. I will fucking pound a dessert, no problem. Even if it's like really sweet. I My thought would be more like, I just won't get a second one. But there are people who think that desserts are too sweet or they are too rich, and I've never understood that. But this is what I imagine this feels like. This movie is is too sweet. Like there is a a nice level of homely holiday joy that I think makes really good holiday movies work, right? So Home Alone, not necessarily the greatest one to one. It's not a rom com, but the part of Home Alone that I skipped as a kid is a part that I appreciate now as an adult, right? It's when the mom does come home and the mom and the son see each other. It's sweet. It's her journey is cute. It's just enough holiday magic that she happened to find Gus, the polka player who was willing to take her from wherever. I don't remember New York to Chicago. And so it, it worked like it's just a touch of holiday magic. It's just a touch of sweetness where yeah, the movie is mostly about a little kid hitting some dudes in the face with bricks and irons and various other stuff, and it's hilarious. But it's also got that little element, that nice little, oh, cute element that makes it feel like a holiday movie. Like, one of the big arguments against Die Hard being a Christmas movie is that it's not very Christmassy. While it happens at a Christmas party, it's basically like the window dressing of Christmas. The rest of the movie isn't really about that, except for kind of it's about Holly and John McClane reuniting. However, but, when you go and rewatch rewatch it as as an adult, you catch so many references to Christmas in that movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, it's man. got it's got more than that. But honestly, like it's not. I, I watch it at Christmas. It's fine with me. 
if it's a Christmas movie, it's fine with it's not. I don't really care what people think. I'll watch it at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie to me. But those all have like an understated Christmasness to it. This is the emptiness of Christmas. This is literally like Christmas vomit. Like somebody took three or four different Christmas movie ideas, vomited them all into one spot, and then was like, damn, we spent so much money getting fake snow and all these set dressings. How will we find a second actress? And they're like, well, why don't we just have Vanessa Hudgens do two parts? Because they're twins. And one of the worst parts of the movie is when they first meet, the acting between herself and herself is so unconvincing that it makes me think that they didn't actually have somebody else there for her to act off of and that she was acting to the empty air and they were just switching shots. And so, like, I I hate to say this. I know we're going to watch the second and the third one of these at some <laughs> point. I hope that the acting gets better, but I can't imagine that the sequel improves at all on this shit. My but wife's watched them. She's talked to me about it. The second one, we are going to forget. And the third one, she says, is a chaotic mess compared to this one. I don't see how that's possible. Well, actually, no. Chaotic is not what I'd give this movie. This movie has a lot going on. But to its credit, the story makes sense within the universe. The story at least tracks for the most part. Although, I don't really understand why the Duchess or Countess, Princess, whatever she is, can't just sneak out on her own since it's well established that nobody really knows what she looks like. So I don't understand why she needed to set up this thing where she sneaks out. Like, But that's not really explained besides I just want to be a commoner for a few days, and like I said at the top, and she's never going to not be a rich commoner, and they're talking, ooh, we'll move your business here, etc. I, I don't know. Trying to be positive, the movie's story does track all the way down the line. It's very predictable, very by the beats, it is not something I ever wanted to see, and I won't watch it again, but it is it is fine in that aspect. There is a clear A to B. There's this weird thing with like her random rival showing up in the fucking competition and then sabotaging her, like cutting the fucking plug off of her, her fucking mixer. My wife actually had something to say about that, since that played out later on, and she's like, I can't puree these things in the what, what's the the tool that it the was? mixer the, yeah the mixer the mixer is not built for puree yeah I thought that was puree with a puree machine yeah and also that's that's weird right like I thought yeah. that was weird too and then she's like I'll have to do it by hand and I was like all right and then she just like whisks stuff for a while and I was like sure and then uh, the whole baking subplot is actually pretty much fucking useless it barely comes up in the movie. The, in the beginning, Stacy is introduced as, like, the best-kept secret in Chicago her bakery is, except that she's incredibly busy, and also, she got invited to an international baking competition, so clearly not that much of a fucking secret, because I'm sure they would announce who's competing more than a week before, and there would be news crews talking about it. Like, Chicago's a big city, but it's not big enough that some, I don't know, ABC 12 isn't going to come out there and, and have a feel-good story about it. And our own Stacy from Chicago is going to go represent us, blah, blah, blah. So she would have known before they surprised her a week before. <laughs> Again, all the little details don't really work out. The biggest plot beat that doesn't work for me besides the rival is again why this duchess needed a body double to sneak out especially since her own lady in waiting mrs donatelli was more than willing to cover for her i thought there was one chuckle i got out of it and it's the very first time stacy meets the prince because she's looking at lady margaret hiding behind the couch and the prince is like what's going on like 
why are you doing that? And she's like, oh, I get a lazy eye when I'm fatigued. And I'm like, okay, that's fucking random as hell. And that gave me just the briefest moment of hope that there would actually be some calm in this rom-com. But there is not. As is typical for rom-coms, everything wrapped up perfectly with a bow on it. There were no consequences faced by anybody. The movie does a little fast-forward thing at the year to to avoid that whole, like, marry me right now thing that some rom-coms do, where it's like, you can marry me in a year. This is a proposal, and in one year from today, we'll get married. And, of course, fast-forward a year, I'm a princess, and blah, blah, blah. The whole thing is just fucking this glurge. It it would have been a huge economical disaster slash like international issue that would have caused so much pain and distress for both countries considering it was supposed to be a marriage between two rival countries if I understand correctly or some shit like that. I don't think they're rivals. I don't know if I I paid attention. I I don't think they were ever established as rivals. I think it's just two countries and obviously I'm like it doesn't really matter. I doubt that the international politics angle is going to come into this. This is supposed to be a cutesy little story about wouldn't it be crazy if you were a prince or if you were a regular person and you were not and suddenly you looked exactly like a princess and you became the princess. I don't know. It's just like I said, the the main thing this movie does besides tricking all of my personal boxes is that it's just overly sappy, sweet, sentimental. It is... I don't know. I don't know who needs this in their life, but I feel like this should come with a warning label. Like, one of those health warning labels. Like, they should have to list the amount of your daily sugar intake that comes up in this fucking... for this fucking movie. Hold on. I believe I read somewhere when I was doing prep for this that this is actually the exact plot of the Lizzie McGuire movie as well. I don't know if that's true. I believe so. Also, while you're looking that up, I'm going to give you some more to be angry about. So, The Princess Switch switched again. 2020 uh, film. The, uh, <laughs> uh, our favorite actress ends up playing three, so three separate characters that are all related. Yeah, actually, that one I did know. Because I looked ahead, and when I put these movies on the list, I looked ahead, and I was like, ugh, and it gets worse. Um, And yeah, of course it does. But yeah, I just, I can't stand this type of movie. This is basically the plot of the Lizzie McGuire movie. This is also, like, I don't want to knock it for being derivative. We talked about this a little bit with with falling in love, but I think part of what makes these movies popular in the first place is just their formulaic nature. You know what you're getting into. I saw some article pointing out that this was, like, somewhat derivative of Roman Holiday, and I'm like, yeah, that movie from the 50s is what you would call the genre Stark. You can't really be like, oh, it's just ripping that off, because in a way, that means every movie is just ripping off the first one of its genre. Like, oh, you saw, like, you saw, I don't know, like, 310 to Yuma, like, either the original or the remake, it's just ripping off whatever the first Western was. It does, at a certain point, you gotta let it go. This isn't really close enough to that, so credit there but i have seen enough switch places movies which piss me off this like i said christmas spirit movies don't do it for me i don't know i i don't want to just like insult people but please just watch something else like please make it so that these services take their christmas movies down when it's not christmas time they do it to horror movies so they can do it the horror sections are pretty bare right now there's only like classics and stuff they produce themselves and so I shouldn't be able to go onto any given service, Netflix, Peacock, HBO, and find a dozen plus Christmas movies ready to watch, but they're there. It's not a magical time of the year. You're just tricking yourself. Turn it off. 
turn it off. Watch rom-coms that aren't set at Christmas. I guarantee you, you'll get the same fucking, like, gloopy sappiness that you're looking for from this. And they'll just be less Christmas magic. Some of them even have regular magic. You can have that. That works, too. I was hoping that this movie was going to have actual magic, because since we had a fucking super... Santa Claus character that could appear everywhere and nothing happened from that. That was super depressing. Made the movie even worse. Yeah. I know I mentioned like the precocious little kid. She's really not in the movie that much, which is why I haven't talked more about it, but when I saw Vanessa Hudgens and Alexa Deuson do the do the little secret handshake, I was like, let me guess. That's how she figures out that it's not the princess. And of course, that's exactly what happened. And I was like <laughs> And what? Like Stacy doesn't mention that. Oh, one of the people I'm staying with is my lifelong best friend. The other one is my goddaughter, and we have a secret handshake. And so you, you would think that that would come up, but apparently it was more important to learn to walk like each other. No one will be seated during the learn to walk like each other montage. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. Every That, that, that one killed me too. I hated that aspect because it's like, you're going to spend, let's, let's, be generous. Let's say that they spent six hours going ahead and learning and nobody interrupted. And that's six hours for you to go ahead and learn enough so you can go ahead and sit next to the two royal the the royal mom and the royal dad the, the what, what were they? King and queen? Yeah. Whatever they were. You're going to sit next <laughs> well, to them yes. and you're going to have a conversation with them. That is how you call a royal mom and a royal dad it's king and queen. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't remember if they were kings or queens or they were, yeah, lesser, they were like of Bell, Gravy Town, whatever the fuck it's called. I, maybe they movie, were bishops. <laughs> they were not bishops. I don't. Maybe maybe I, they were the horses. Then are there female bishops? I don't know. I don't think so. We, no, we, there are apparently. There's like there are a few. Nice. I thought I thought that we hadn't progressed far enough to actually. Yeah. So there are, there are various different classifications of bishops. I, I don't know enough about the church to tell you, but it looks like there are females who hold the title of bishop. Cool. So that's... I'm glad to learn that the church isn't as misogynistic as it used to be. Yeah, that's fancy. <laughs> Whatever. That makes me feel better than everything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not Catholic, so I don't really care. <laughs> but at the same time, that is that is better feeling than anything in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gotta I gotta say, I think that if you and I weren't as jaded about life as we are, this movie still would have made us sick. But it probably would have made us less sick if we weren't quite as. Cynical I think if I are. if I wasn't as cynical as I was, this movie would make me cynical. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a hateful product. And the fact that they made three of them makes me sad for... There's a fourth one? Yeah, there's a fourth one coming out, supposedly. No. Yeah. Google it. No, I I don't want to, because what if you're right? (laughs) (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens weighs in on possible Princess Switch 4. Princess Switch 4, a Netflix release date, cast, plot. Okay, so it's not exactly confirmed, but there are rumors. Wow, I can't believe Vanessa Hudgens isn't busy. (laughs) <laughs> God, dude. Uh, whatever. The like, my other notes were basically that like I didn't care for the soundtrack for this. the The original songs just aren't to my taste. But I don't, I don't really bitch about that anymore because I'm old and I can't really expect that like every movie is going to cater to my taste. Whatever young people like is what goes in movies, and I am not a young people. If you need me later, I'll be out on my lawn yelling at people to stay off of it and shouting at clouds. 
but like the original songs just didn't work for me the I, i'm i fucking hate christmas music it's one of the things that makes me dislike the christmas season going into any store is basically assault on my ears and then i inevitably get either holly jolly christmas or most wonderful time of the year stuck in my head so and then uh, tortures me with them i do i tortured you with that mariah carey christmas song i'm absolutely yeah. putting at least a clip of that somewhere in one of our christmas episodes at some it, point do, do i need to go ahead and and put that on one of our tiktok slash youtube's YouTube videos? i'll <laughs> <laughs> be like hey i made something this morning and i'll send it to you and then you're gonna be like no why and he, right now you're thinking like I'm gonna remember, and when he does that, you're not gonna remember. I'm not gonna. Re- I know I won't remember. I can't. It's remember. possible that I won't remember because if we watch another one of these movies before like Christmas, I will probably like start losing actual memories. <laughs> you, your your wife will walk in while you're watching and find you your brain leaking out of your head, and my wife will find me beating myself. Well, it'll be like like I'll be holding the remote and then I'll like butterfly effect and start like shaking and I'll wake up in a timeline where I didn't watch these movies and somehow like I've won the lottery because instead of instead of watching the princess which I went to the store (laughs) I don't know I'm being like extra negative but I this is just not a movie I can ever get like this type of movie isn't going to work out for me pretty much ever I'll be surprised if we end up watching one of these like middle tier Christmas movies and I'm like yes the best I can say for most of them is probably like not the worst, uh, not buddy games. Uh, this is this is like the emotional version of buddy games. It's just it's so like buddy games sucked as a movie straight up. It was insulting. This just feels insulting on an emotional level. Like I'm supposed to root for people. They're it's fake, false. It feels like all the acting is bad. Every the writing is terrible. The the most believable character is a magical old man. It is just fucking awful. Obviously. If you like this type of movie, it's for you. You probably turned this episode off 15 minutes ago, so congratulations if you made it to this point. You're you're open-minded and you're willing to listen to at least one grumpy old man rant. <laughs> but yeah, I would I, I don't recommend it. Ringo, say, say things. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said early on, I the only the thing that I enjoyed about this was I got to sit down and watch this with my wife. I enjoyed watching stuff with my wife. I like interacting with my wife. That being said. I wish she had distracted me more during this movie so that, like, I wouldn't be paying attention to the TV screen. I, I, anything. If she had hit me over the head with a brick, I would have appreciated that more than sitting there watching this. You that, still would have had to watch it. You had to review it. No. You just if she, you come on and be like, she blacked me out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I would have just let you go ahead and rant for, <laughs> for 30 minutes and I would have been in the hospital. I was just rescheduled. I'd be like, no, no. I'd ask the hospital. I'd be like, hey, so he's stuck in that room. Is there any way we can loop this to make sure he gets all of it? (laughs) Can you hook some electrodes up to his brain to make sure it just gets directly inputted? I'd be like, I'd be telling him, I'd be like, yeah, just use, make sure that you're using like his cognitive test as like ways to quiz about this movie. You're like, what's the name of the guy that got shit on all the time? And you're like, I don't know, Kevin, like, bam, that's the love interest number two. His name was Frank. And then you get like shocked. I, I don't know why this hospital is shocking you for getting this wrong, but in my mind, it's not a very good hospital. It's a VA. Like they, they're probably a good hospital. I don't know. I've never been to one. Uh, I have. Do they have do they electric you? I better say, I don't think. I think that would be more of a story. I, that, that's also, that's also another NDA I've signed. I'm not about to <laughs> That being said, joking. I'm joking. The VA is a decent enough hospital. They got some work they need to do. I don't want to yeah. be sued by them. Who doesn't though? Like, uh, I, I thought I'm, that Edward 
was like very reminiscent of a Ken doll. Yes. I really, I really thought that he was plastic. I well, every screenshot, every every shot of his face, I was like, Jesus Christ! Fucking Crypt Keeper got a got a makeover. <laughs> yeah, like again, the smallest amount of credit for the the couple scenes in which we actually saw some real rom between Vanessa Hudgens and Sam Palladino. Pal- Palladio, no, Palladio. There we go. I said his name right the first time, and now I can't. But they did an okay job. Like there's their second to last scene, I think, together, or third to last scene, where she's on the bench and he goes and approaches her. It actually feels like they had a little bit of chemistry. I was like, oh, okay, I can see why these two made the casting together, right? Like, why this works out. But the rest of the movie, I don't know if it was just, like, retakes or something like that. It didn't feel that way. And so, I, I part of that is his Ken dullness, probably, but, yeah, I, I don't know, is he a bad actor or was he just given this to work with? Was yeah. this script just so bad? I, I think that if we were to see him in something else, there would be a better chance to go ahead and understand who he is as an actor. I just, I, I think that with the way that this movie was set up, that the lighting, the makeup that they, they probably put on him, and just the way that they shot him, he looked very plasticky, just fake in everything that he did. That being said, yeah, I agree with you. I think that that was more, there was more ro- romance in that scene than there was in all of falling in love. Yeah, very true. And I don't know if that's the bar we want to hold stuff to, but it's the bar we have for right now. <laughs> have you ever seen When Harry Met Sally by any chance? I believe I have, but if I did, it was back in, I don't know, the early 2000s. So that's like, that that and My Big Fat Greek Wedding are my two go-to bar rom-coms in terms of holding up a bar. And that's not really fair. They're both two, like, incredibly great movies. But I don't generally like rom-coms, so that's where I'm at. But these fall, both Falling in Love and this fell way short. But this, on the rom scale, slightly higher than Falling in Love. But as a movie, if I was forced to watch one of the two again i definitely pick falling in love because i was not i was disappointed but i was not nearly as angry as i was god (laughs) this is this really just sucks um when i went to hang out with you i figured you were gonna throttle me for picking this one because honestly i I hated myself for picking so (laughs) dude nah we're grilling (laughs) can't be mad at a barbecue yeah not not when you're sober anyway later but (laughs) Anyway, I don't have anything more to add about this. What about you? I guess that if you are the sort of person that's happy-go-lucky, has a lot of not negative feelings about things, this movie's for you. If you think that everybody has a, a sweet spot, everybody has a good spot, everybody can be redeemed, this is the sort of movie for you. If you feel that Christmas is the perfect time of the year and that no other day throughout the year can be just as, and I hate myself for saying this, fucking magical if you think that no other day can be just as magical as christmas this movie is for you if you are literally a gumdrop that was made in willy wonka's factory i fucking hate you go watch this movie for because this movie was literally made for you i'm not really trying to insult anyone i'm just saying that i think that that's the sort of person that needs to watch this the sort of person that doesn't have uh, an angry bone in their body they don't have a mean bone in their body that they've never uh, accidentally stepped on an, uh, on an insect. They save everything that's that's around them. They don't kill plants. They don't kill mosquitoes. If you yeah. are that sort of person that's never done anything negative to anybody ever, uh, you're also probably in the good place. And, and I they wouldn't show you. this movie there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, if you think you're better than us, go ahead and watch this movie. Uh, and I, I wish I remembered the uh, podcast that my wife watches because uh, they probably have better stuff than than this. I mean, like honestly, you could probably pick up just a tablet and get as good a story <laughs> as this. Well, thank you all for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, rate. We will be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, we will catch you guys later. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. See ya. Bye.